Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Thursday, January 25th. Coming up, the freezing cold temperatures and snowfall of the last two weeks closed school buildings across the metro. Some districts kept students learning from home, but with much of winter left to go, they're running short on flexible days. I think for families, it's kind of been as day-to-day as it has been for school districts. We'll hear what extreme weather means for schools, students, and families. Plus, a lot of people have a vision for what the city of the future should look like, including teams of junior high students from around Missouri. So we can use those energy sources and make an interconnected power grid and connect everything together into one electricity source. We'll hear more about what Missouri students want to see in a future city. But first, some headlines. Kansas City residents can now get a municipal ID from the health department. The Fountain Card helps people access city services that usually require traditional IDs, like a driver's license or state ID. Cardholders can access city services like water and public works and can open a bank account. Health Department Director Marvia Jones says the cards will especially help unhoused or formerly incarcerated people. Access to economic uh, opportunity, access to just activities of daily life, those are all things that contribute to health. Applicants need to prove who they are and where they live in the city, but if they don't have traditional paperwork, they can use shelter documents or a school yearbook. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is promising more investment in education at all levels during his final year in office. Parson laid out his agenda yesterday in his last State of the State address, asking a joint session of lawmakers to fully fund K-12 schools. He also wants to boost the minimum pay for teachers and access to child care. Business leaders estimate that the lack of early learning programs is costing our state over $1 billion annually. And over 85% of Missourians believe early childhood learning supports a child's success, parent success, and a business success. Lawmakers have been receptive to Parsons' agenda in recent years, but it's not clear how much will get accomplished this year due to Republicans infighting in the Senate. He can't run for governor again due to term limits. A bar, a restaurant, and a chef from Kansas City have all been named semifinalists for the National James Beard Awards. KCUR's Luke Martin has more. Old standbys and -and up-and-comers alike were represented on the latest list of what the restaurant industry calls the Oscars of the food world. Jeff Workman at the campground in the West Bottoms was recognized in the Emerging Chef category. Drastic Measures in Shawnee got a nod for Outstanding Bar and Affair in the Crossroads was recognized for Outstanding Wine and Beverages. Chefs at the Town Company, Chewology, and Westport Cafe were also recognized in the Regional Best Chefs category. The James Beard Foundation will announce the next round of nominees in early April and the winners in June. We'll be back after this.
Kansas City area schools canceled at least one day of in-person classes in the last two weeks because of cold and snow, and many canceled more than one. That left families scrambling to find childcare, and it's likely to happen again as Kansas City is increasingly battered by extreme cold and heat. KCUR's Madeline Fox sat down with education reporter Jody Fortino to talk about what schools are doing about it. So, Jody, people across the metro will be aware that we've had some weather in the new year, um, and that has in turn led to all sorts of cancellations for all sorts of things. Um, but the thing we're here to talk about today is school closures. So how have schools responded to extreme weather in January? Yeah, the weather's been kind of relentless since schools started back classes up in the first week of January, about midweek. And ever since, it feels like, you know, for a while there, like every other day, they were kind of guessing whether they were going to declare a snow day or not. Or beyond declaring snow days, kind of what the idea of a snow day hat is, has kind of transformed with time, I would say. Since the pandemic started, schools have had the option now of allowing students to learn remotely on these days that they are home because of inclement weather. So in Missouri, they have these things called AMI days, alternative methods of instruction, where students can learn alternatively, whether that's sending a pack at home or whether that's learning virtually at their home on those snow days instead. And those are days they don't have to make up at the end of the year. In Missouri, that looks like about five days that they can use, whereas in Kansas, that's about 40 hours. So how do schools make the decision about whether to cancel classes or move to these AMI days? And what kinds of things factor into that decision? Some school districts like Kansas City Public Schools have actually put together teams. There's this called the Inclement Weather Planning Team. And those personnel drive the streets personally, and they're taking into account what traffic will look like for students because a big chunk of what goes into that consideration is transportation. You know, even on a regular day, schools really have to cope with having enough drivers, making sure all their routes are covered. So if you could imagine that in snowy conditions, that's a whole nother layer of things, as well as also having just like personnel crew check the icy conditions at the buildings and take into account kids, you know, waiting at stops if the weather is really cold. In some of these schools we know as well, there's years of deferred maintenance in these buildings. So what about the conditions of the schools themselves? Yeah, as we know, especially with Kansas City Public Schools, deferred maintenance, and especially as it pertains to the weather, has actually been something that came up really big this year in the summer. So the last week of August, when students were returning to the classroom, they actually had to do early dismissal and then cancel the rest of the week for all of their students because their high schools actually don't have air conditioning or central air conditioning in all of their buildings. So it was just simply too hot to allow students to be in the classroom. So weather-related closures, are something we may have to get more used to in the Kansas City area. So, Jody, we put out a call to our listeners and folks who text with KCUR, which you too can do by texting 816-601-4777, by the way, to see how they were coping with these school closures and coping with the weather in general. So what kinds of things did you hear about what these closures have been like for families? Yeah, I think for families, it's kind of been as day-to-day as it has been for school districts. I mean, one of the things we heard most from was this concern for working parents and how they're going to cope with having a kid now at home. There's this sense that the snow day of the old, you know, the kids stay home, you get to play, sled, build snowmans. Working parents are focusing on who's going to take care of the kids so they can get some work done hour to hour, you know, almost daycare essentially at home. Um, 
as well as figuring out if their kid is learning from home, making sure that their kid is also learning their work. So balancing all those things day to day. Schools are used to snow. They build, I would say, generally inclement weather into the year because, as you pointed out, we're also seeing, you know, heat emergency days. What are you hearing about how schools are doing with their banked snow time? And what is it? What happens if they run out of it? Let's look at like one specific district. So in North Kansas City, they've utilized three traditional snow days and one virtual learning day. So they have four virtual learning days left. They have up until May, essentially, for more snowy weather that could come. So if additional inclement days are needed, they would have to be traditional snow days. And all those inclement weather days are added to the end of the year. They said there's an option for those days to be forgiven by the Board of Education. And last year, those inclement weather days were, in fact, forgiven. That was KCUR's Jody Fortino and Madeline Fox. Engineers all over the world are working on how to build a sustainable city that solves current and future problems while meeting the needs of a modern society. This past weekend, junior high school students from around Missouri presented their ideas of a future city to a panel of judges in Rolla. Jonathan All was there. 12-year-old Sebastian Turley says the city of the future will need a diversity of power sources. The seventh grader from St. Clair Junior High and his teammates envision using hydroelectric power and geothermal energy to power De Grüne Stadt, German for the Green City. We have the Isar River flowing near our city, and we also have geothermal hotspots right underneath our city, so we can use those energy sources and make an interconnected power grid and connect everything together into one electricity source. This model city and the essay and presentation that goes along with it are part of the Future City Competition. It's an annual nationwide event that challenges 6th through 8th graders to design the city of the future. This year's challenge was to design a 100% electrically powered city with energy generated from sources that keep their citizens and the environment healthy and safe. The team from Sullivan Middle School opted for solar power in their city, Aquila. 7th grader Savannah Embry says they envisioned a collection of mirrors that would all focus the sun's rays at the top of a structure they call the solar power tower. Once the sun hits the mirrors and goes up and heats up the solar power tower, the steam goes to the base, which spins a turbine connecting to a generator, which flows throughout the city. These students from around the state are putting the final touches on their 3D models that are about 5 feet wide and 3 feet deep. And they're practicing their presentations and preparing to answer questions from judges from Missouri University of Science and Technology and Ameren. Joel Birkin is the chair of the Civil, Architectural, and Environmental Engineering Department at Missouri S&T and one of the judges. I think it's really key for them to look at how they're learning now for math and science and chemistry and biology and some properties and physics can all be integrated into something that is real. And, and that really is implemented on a citywide scale or a country scale. More than the science, the project also teaches students about teamwork. 13-year-old Isa Zurovec is on a team of homeschooled kids in Rolla. She says that's the biggest thing she's taking out of the experience. It definitely teaches you how to work with people because no matter what you're doing, you always, you're always working with people. So I think that's what helped me. It's helping me communicate and be able to make sure everybody's on the same page about everything. Each state has a competition like this one, with the winning team advancing onto a national contest next month in Washington, D.C. 
Missouri will be represented by the team from St. Clair Junior High. And if I can bring down our first place Missouri Future City comp Competition winners, Die Grüne Stadt. The team is already thinking about upgrades and improvements they will make to their city before heading to nationals. But 7th grader Carson Flora is still taking time to let it all soak in. I am amazed that we even got this opportunity to just go in and do stuff and we won. It's so exciting. I, I can't put it into words. I can't believe we're going to D.C. While the focus may be on the next month, the future city competition is in for a possible expansion next year. Missouri is one of 10 states that will pilot a version of the contest for high school students. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Jody's story on winter weather and school closures and to see photos from Jonathan's story on future cities, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you want to help our show reach new listeners, leave us a review. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.